Once again, it's the Mob Culture Podcast. Coming to you, it's your host, Ali Bay. What's up? Let's get to it. What's happening? What's happening? What's up? What's up? It's your favorite host with the most coming back to you, Ali Bay, on the Mob Culture Podcast. We're going to talk to you today about that Roe versus Wade. And a few more things coming out here in this political world and the hip hop world. You know, I'm gonna touch on Young Thug. Man, the cost of being gangster. Anyway, let's get into it. So, let me start off by making a statement. I don't know if you guys ever remember the uh, the one gentleman that was running for office and his political uh, campaign was the rent is too damn high. That's the statement. The rent's too damn high. And I'm not talking about literal rent, even though it is getting high. Interest rates are going up and everything is getting more expensive. But I'm not going to talk about that. We will, but not right now. And that's what I'm talking about now. I'm talking about the rent's too damn high. The cost of just being alive is too goddamn high. The rent's too goddamn high. Period. The, The cost of having body autonomy to being able to make decisions for yourself is becoming too expensive. You know, you know, there's like this generational gap in the in, in, in the office of decision makers. And it's becoming a nuisance to people in my age. You know, I'm 35 going on 36. I give 37 and down. We're looking at the world like, what the fuck? WTF? You know, SMH. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> we need change ASAP. You know, uh, I was an advocate a year or two ago for, you know, no reparations, no, no vote. And uh, I still stand on that. But right now, I feel like, with especially in Texas, you know, they're talking about taking away the right to education. At Greg Abbott, is talking about going at, going at the bill that uh, makes it to where everybody has a certain right to certain types of education, and uh, that's a little serious topic. I, I've seen, I've seen some stories on that, and I, it's kind of hard to believe. So uh, y'all tell me if that's true or not. But um, just to stay on topic, I don't. I don't really understand the need to go up, to go about taking away something that's essentially seen as a, it's not a written amendment. Well, I guess it is an amendment to a constitutional right, but they, they say it's all in the interpretation. That's why every, that's why bills and certain rights can be interpreted differently, but they're agreed upon essentially. And I think it's crazy that they're even going after this. It just doesn't make any real sense. I mean, I've I've seen the um, post about you know having why don't they just won't males just get vasectomy since they're reversible? And I actually thought about that idea. Like it low key would kind of make sense, right? Like I I I 
was telling a, a family member of mine, I said scenario kind of jokingly, like, you know, I thought about doing that for uh, my son and just imagine, <laughs> you know, getting it for him when he's like 12. And then when he's like 19, he comes home saying, I got something important to tell y'all. The girl I love is pregnant. And me and his mom look at each other and just start laughing. Like, <laughs> what? And he's like, no, for real. And we just keep laughing. And he was like, what's so funny? I'm glad y'all are taking this right. I was like, boy, you can't have kids. And the, the, the expression and look on his face like, what? You know, um, I thought that'd be like, it was, it was pretty funny when we were talking about it. And it's still funny now, like that kind of scenario. But, you know, I thought about it mainly because, you know, it, it would keep a lot of young men from making mistakes. Because no man should be out there making babies that they can't take care of. No man should be out there making babies that they aren't um, ideologically, mentally ready to rear into this world and raise to be, you know, good men, whether it be a, 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 child, a girl or a boy, you know, that man should be ready, prepared fi fi financially and mentally to have children. And, you know, men don't really reach that age. For most of us, we don't really reach that age of maturity until like our 30s. You know, it's when we really start getting our primes of um, money making and actually knowing what it is we we want to go after. You know, we're we're most most of us at that time by the age of 30s, most if not all of us are in in uh, are in our career phase. That's where we're getting the most money. So we're we're, we're making the most money. We're we're a prime real estate at that point, and it kind of makes perfect sense. You know, and he detailed, you know, all the, the kids that he had at a younger age that, you know, and he knew he wasn't ready to have kids, but he was just out there doing it, just out of lust, not really thinking. And you, when you become to a certain age, you kind of, you, you, you think twice, you know. You understand the importance of condoms. You understand the importance of not just getting anybody pregnant. You know, it really matters who you lay down with. At a certain age, it's just about conquering any and everything that you can find because it's bragging rights for most men. It's bragging rights. It makes them feel like a man, you know, but at a certain age, we all, some of us grow out of that phase and, you know, we kind of, we settle down, we get into a more secure phase in our lives where we're adequate men and we're uh, equipped to be leaders. You know, trying to do any of that prior to these ages really isn't smart, economically smart for any of us. And most of us who do that get put into a position that we're not ready for and we end up making mistakes and, you know, we end up helping along with, you know, bad bad decisions by, by, by mothers, but I'm not here to bash any women. You know, it's a mutual thing because it takes two, correct. It ain't just the men, but that's who I'm talking to right now on this subject. 
you know, you know, you may make the bad decision and land with some, someone who's not ready to be a mom. And you get put in a particular situation that you end up regretting for 20 years or longer, depending on how long you deal with this person or whether or not they put the state in your, your life and all that different kind of shit that you got to deal, deal with, you know. You know, they, they could throw men in jail behind the missed child support payments. I don't think that's right. What, what the hell? How you going to pay child support in jail? The state throwing somebody in jail for not making a payment to the state just to throw you in jail and got to pay for you being in jail to turn around and make a payment. You got to work to make the payments. It's, shit, it's, it's an ass back system. I feel like it's, you know... It's meant to do the job of assassinating the male figure in the family. But that's a whole nother point. Let's stick to Roe versus Wade. But I just felt like I needed to cover that real quick because it's relevant. Any man out there thinking about it? I mean, I, I really think that's, that's almost a genius idea because it's re- reversible. It ain't like they ain't never gonna be able to have kids again. They just they just won't be able to do it at a young age. And you make sure if you do something like that, you make sure you have enough money set aside to get the surgery reversed when your child's in a position to be a dad, to be an adequate father. And some people are gonna say, Well, who are you to say they're not ready to be a dad? Uh, any man out there that had kids before the age of thirty who's dealing with the dealing with the child support system or dealing with trying to co-parent would tell you I had kids too young. <laughs> I had kids too young. I wasn't ready to be a dad. Some uh, some of them stepped up. But even the ones who stepped up and did their job would tell you that they should have waited. They tell you that they should have waited because they wasn't ready. They weren't mentally ready, and they had, they had to go through a lot of growing pains to be the person that they are today. And usually that, that, that person is in their 30s. That's why they're able to give that type of advice, and men listen. A lot of young men that were able to reach, they, they hear that advice, and they don't make those mistakes. But, you know, in this age, you reach 18, you get to drink, you know, you get around other people, you you know, you get on your own, you go to college, and you do stuff. You have sex, and, you know, things happen. And if you're one of those people, then, you know, you got to step and do your job. But let's get back on the point. This Roe versus Wade thing, you know. Um, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's necessary for them to do what they're doing. Because I heard a user on TikTok say it. This isn't essentially about um, your religion. This is about rights. These are about in, inalienable rights, essentially, like the Second Amendment, first speech, freedom of speech, uh, 13th to 14th Amendment, and 15th Amendment. 
So if they go after this, who's to say they won't go after anything else? These people are old, decrepit, they ain't thinking right. You know, studies show that once you reach a certain age, your mental capacity decreases. My question is, why are these people still in office? And the only answer I can have is because there's not enough of us paying attention to local and national voting for particular seats. I still say I still stand on no vote, no reparations, no vote because it's necessary. But But with the direction that these people in office are going, this doesn't sound like a group of people who are enticed by progression and change. These are a group of people that are enticed by control and power. These people are power hungry and they're trying to make a grab at what's left of some type of power that they have. So, I believe in order for the, for my stance to be true and for it to work, we're going to have to vote to put the right constituents in power that will hear our discrepancies. Like genuinely hear them. People are gonna have to start showing up to town halls. They're gonna have to start showing up to these meetings. It's gonna be increasingly important for us to get involved in order for that to work. I'm seeing it now because as you know, as long as we ain't getting involved and they and these other folks are still voting and putting people in power, they going after critical stuff. And it just sucks because that's it, it's really crucial that no reparation, no no vote is a real crucial stance to be on because it's it's very it's a very important topic that needs to be paid. It's a very important topic that needs to be paid attention to because it's due time for that debt to be paid. And that's point blank period. and I ain't budging on that. But it's neither here nor there. That's my opinion on the Robert versus Wade. Moving on. Young Thug. Man, the cost is still trying to be gangster when you're rich as a motherfucker. Boy, I tell you, this guy, man, his lawyers say they ain't got nothing on him. He's completely innocent. They gonna do what they gotta do. If we know any better, we know what that's, that's, uh, that, that's gonna mean. It means that they gonna try to exclude him from it. They're not going to stand in the way of them going after anybody else but exclude me from it. Which means he ain't going to be a shield for his partners. I can imagine the same thing for Gunner. But, uh, I mean, 
as a people, we got to talk. What is it going to take for us to to get to get it? The streets is not where it's at, especially if you fucking rap. They've been telling y'all for real that the hip-hop police are real. Why do these men continue to believe that they can get away, live a rich-ass life, and get away with doing some of that shit? Like, you're, like, Frank, like Frank Lucas said, the loudest person in the room is the weakest person in the room, and they live these extravagant, loud-ass lives while simultaneously trying to be, be on some mob shit. It don't make any sense. It don't make any sense at all. <laughs> I don't understand that shit. It's funny. Because, you know, and then they talk about it in their rhymes. Like, I don't know, man. I just hope that these ain't the people that your kids is look, looking up to. Ladies and gentlemen. Because it's like a, uh, that 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 shit right there is like a Ferris wheel, and they got all these people that look like us, like little lab lab rats that they just on a Ferris wheel, round and round and round they go, round and round they go, round and round they go, and they just scrub the ground, scrub the ground <laughs> with all of them. That shit don't make no sense. Y'all boys better get on y'all Kevin Gates and leave them streets alone. Leave all them negative people alone. It don't make no sense. You're going to have to talk about something else when they get you rich. Who are you playing? You, the only person you played in this situation is yourself. I don't give a damn if you consider yourself a real street nigga. Once you get that type of money that he was getting, you gotta the streets goodbye. Uh-uh. Nigga, cut off, move, hire security. I don't give a shit. But you can... You got to, especially if you know you got people around you that are still moving like that, you got to be like, look, I can't be around you because hip-hop police are real. They are watching me. And if I'm around you, they're going to assume that I'm with that shit. And if you want to get caught up in one of them type of scandals, then you... Like, I don't know, maybe these people need to start hanging around more politically aware folks. I know street people who consider they, people who consider they say street don't really, like folks in the young thug category, for, for what I can understand, they don't really choose to be around politically aware people because if they were around people that were politically aware, they'd be able to tell them that this, this isn't in your best interest. Hip hop police are real. You can get caught up in Rico behind hanging out with these people. Even though you ain't got nothing to do with it. Rico charges is just a way for them to get a group of niggas that's got money off the streets 
and then they're gonna take your fucking money from you and then make you pay the 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 the, 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 the judicial system a lump sum of money at the same time. It's just the way Rico charges was made was made up just to get groups of black folks that may or may not be doing something positive off the streets. Because he could have been doing something positive. But the fact that they was black and they was all getting money and they was acting like a gang, it was enough evidence for them to bring them up on RICO charges. RICO charges, I don't even know if that RICO shit is even really constitutional, but they, they made that shit up to try to get groups of people off the streets. I'm not even sure if they used the RICO charges when they went after the mob. They could have. I don't know for sure. I didn't do any research on that. Like I said, this is all off the top of the dome. But I, I don't even know where. Like, when, when did Rico charges get created? Like, that's got to be like, that's got to be something that was created since the Black Panther Party. It's got to be new. That's got to be new. And if that's the case, then we all know that the. Rico charges are all racially biased. If that's the case. And so you gotta know and understand, you gotta keep your people at arm's distance. Because if y'all don't know, back in the day during slavery times, they passed laws making it illegal for us be in groups together without one white person being involved. And they made those laws during the time that there was an uptick. So this is their way in trying to quarrel. This is their way of trying to actually throw water on fire. You know, that I believe that was the beginning stages of the RICO laws was those I wanna I wanna say manumission laws that made it illegal for us to be in large groups, in large gatherings without a white person being somewhere involved. Cause the white person was supposed to be able to was supposed to be the ear to, to tell and whether or not people were planning on rebelling or running. So that's the history behind, I believe that's the history behind the RICO laws and the invention of the RICO laws and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we as a people, we got to move smarter. We got to move more, di- we got to move more diligently. We got to damn near move like them boys. In order for them not to just come with some trumped up charges because we getting money and we talking, we gang gang, but in reality, it ain't, it ain't real. But they don't need it to be real as long as you're saying it. As long as you're showing it. As long as you're acting it. They don't need it to be real. Do you, do you hear me? So, you know, that's something that you got to always take take account of when you're out here hanging out with all these people. When you're around all these people. That's why they, that's why they tell you to keep your circle small. It's important. And keep anybody out there doing 
that's looking like they're doing something illegal at arm's distance. You, so you don't get caught up in it. You have to. And if you know what's going on, you have to keep yourself. If you're getting money and you got plans, you got to stay away from it because the last thing they need is groups of us coming together trying to do something positive. All they need is a couple of y'all to look like y'all gang related and they can hit you with Rico charges. That's one of the main reasons why it's, it's so tough on people who got gang related charges later on in life. These people know that you you really gotta watch who you're around because if the feds is watching you, then you can get caught up on Rico charges fast because you already got gang charges. So you already gang, you already got gang related charges. So under, so yo yo file, you gang related, you gang affiliated. So it's easy to put you put hit you on Rico charges. You you giving it to them when you're doing shit like like that. People just don't think about that kind of shit. They just think it's all about hanging out with the homeboys and. You do whatever you need to do. But Frank Lucas told y'all. The loudest ones in the room are the weakest ones in the room. So, on that note, we're going to pray for Young Thug, Gunner. And the rest of the YSL crew in hope that you know these charges get thrown out and they learn from this and they move a lot more strategically. Because I'm tired of seeing successful men get caught up like that. They just look bad. Like y'all got money and Idiotic. Like to those of us who ain't got buddy like you, it looks very idiotic. We're constantly asking, what is y'all doing? Unless somebody ain't got that kind of money to get it, y'all ain't gonna see us. I guess that's the cost of pain. So, would you rather be rich? nobody know you or have a little money but the whole world know your name I pin that question on the on the board I want to hear what y'all think alright peace love and hair grease this was an off the dome section hope y'all enjoyed it Keep it going. One.